0: Interesting data isn't always a polite little list of scalar types. Sometimes you have more complex structures and things like nesting. We'll see how KSQL supports that today on Streaming Audio, a podcast about Kafka, Confluent, and the cloud. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Tim Berglund, joined in the studio today again by my friend, Hoja Jafarpur. Hoja, welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, so uh, last time we were talking about KSQL, and I thought it was a good idea to do that some more, uh, really because KSQL 5.0, which is a recent release as of the recording of uh, this podcast, has a bunch of new features. There's really a lot to cover. And exactly. today, Yeah. I want to talk about hierarchical data. So tell me about this feature. What's the, What's the deal?
1: Yes, this is one of the features that we have been asked since the developer preview release that we had. And it's very important because, as you mentioned earlier, most of the data that we see in big data systems or streaming systems are not just simple scholar columns. They have much more complex structure and they have nested uh, data. So, with the supported new data type we call the struct, you will be able to actually access the fields inside these nested data. And another interesting thing is that you don't have any limit for nesting. So you will be able to have multiple levels of nesting and access to any field inside these nested data types that you want.
0: Nice. And I, I can confirm that this does come up a lot. It's really uh, I'll demo JSON support in KSQL, for example. I'll show that to uh, like a meetup or a conference or you know, a group of developers. And um, looking at JSON data in KSQL invites the question of nesting because, of course, in JSON it is quite, it's quite common exactly. for a value to be uh, an object. So you have nested stuff and it's just, it's just how you do yes, it. Yes,
1: as you mentioned, JSON and also Avro, they are inherently nested. So you are looking at a normal situation At least one or two levels of nesting in any role format that you have in these kind of data formats. So having this struct in KSQL opens the door for using these kind of data formats in your KSQL and accessing the nested data easily in your select queries that you have.
0: Cool. Um, Now you are of course one of the engineers who builds KSQL. What were some of the interesting challenges, were there any interesting challenges in the implementation?
1: There were some interesting challenges, uh, just representing the struct, how to define it for the user. These are the decisions that we try to make it as smooth as possible. There are different systems that uh, they try to support nested data, and we try to provide a syntax that is as intuitive as possible for the user. One of the decisions that we made about accessing the fields inside your uh, struct or the nested fields is using a different notion that the dot notation. A lot of systems use dot notation for accessing the nested fields. We thought that to clarify it, making sure that there's no ambiguity for the user, it's better to use another s- operator. So instead of using dot, we used uh operator which is kind of uh, dash pointy the arrow. Operator <laughs> arrow. arrow you yeah, can call yeah. it arrow. And it clarifies that you are accessing a field inside the struct, not Accessing a table from a schema or a f- field from a table or a stream.
0: Right, right, because those can be other. That's an existing use of dot. Exactly. In the syntax, exactly. and so this disambiguates that. So you know this is a struct. So it's uh, it, if you happen to be a C programmer, I wonder. I wonder. We did some analytics on that. What percentage of our audience are C programmers, and for what percentage of the audience is the following analogy? even slightly useful, but you'll feel like you're dereferencing a struct where you have a struct pointer in C and so you have the arrow. Exactly.
1: The but even if you don't, uh, have experience in C plus <laughs> you still should be able to, uh, easily understand that, okay, this means that you're pointing to a nested field inside
0: this struct. Should be able to wrap your mind around that. Exactly. exactly. So the use of the struct, uh, to, to get inside it is the, the arrow notation and Uh, This is audio, of course, so talking about syntax can be a little bit challenging, but the syntax for declaring a struct type, if I have some nested type in JSON or Avro data, um, that's just the word struct and then angle brackets, right?
1: Right, right. So let me step back and I think just to clarify the discussion that we have, let me give an example. Mm -hmm. So imagine you have a user table and every row in this user table stores the user information. Some of the fields in this user table, imagine the address field. It may itself has multiple fields for itself. And inside those fields, you may have, again, another set of fields. for.
0: If you have like a really rich
1: address model. Exactly. Imagine, for instance, you have an address. One of the fields is phone number. You may have an array of phone numbers because one person may have multiple phone numbers. Or you may have a struct that one says mobile phone number one says home phone number one says work phone number so as you see you can easily without actually going to any complex system you can have nested data in very simple examples too and the way that you described the nested data is that similar to any other uh, create stream and create table statements that we had you used to have the supported types like big int varchar now you have a new type called struct. And inside that struct, you actually define the fields of that struct. And as I mentioned earlier, each of these fields can themselves be struct, can themselves be maps or arrays or any other supported data data type that we have. So this provides a very powerful tool for you to express your data. And after you define your stream or table on top of the data, you will be able to use those fields inside your query. For instance, you can access exactly,
0: for instance, cell phone number from the user. Right, and that so in the projection part of the query, I can I can reference the struct member exactly and in that projection a column
1: exactly in projection, and also you can use it in where class to yes. filter based on the specific projection filter.
0: and predicate. So I can filter on things inside structs exactly. So first class citizens, yeah.
1: And also you can pass it as a parameter for your functions like UDFs, UDAFs. For instance, let's say you want to count the phone numbers starting with specific area code from the user row. Right. as we discussed earlier. So you can actually pass the phone number to your function that would do this kind of analysis. With
0: string thing exactly, or whatever it is that So it is. anything
1: that you can do with uh, the normal columns that we had so far, which were scholar columns, you will be able to do with struct and struct fields. Awesome.
0: That actually answers a lot of my questions. Tell me about Avro and structs and schema registry. Is there anything special we need to know about that? Is, is that all just a thing that works?
1: Well, the main thing uh, is that you can always define your struct and the fields in the struct in your create table and create stream statements. But to simplify things for the Avro, as you remember, we could get your schema from the Avro, for Avro, from the schema registry. So if you have a schema registry available and you have Avro format, you can actually write create stream foo, for instance, with the Kafka topic and the format, you don't need to specify the columns. KSQL will fetch the schema for the topic from the schema registry and actually define those columns for you automatically. Nice. So you can do the same thing. We have the same feature now that we support struct. So if you have a nested field in your Avro schema, you can use the same statements that we had previously for Avro uh, Avro topics. And you don't need to define the columns yourself ksql is going to define them and define the struct type for the nested ones and so forth
0: right. okay so otherwise that otherwise if there is particularly if there's deep nesting i have kind of a hairy create stream statement yes
1: you have to write it yourself in the case of json but in the case of avro since you do have the schema available in the schema registry ksql can help you to avoid any syntax problems or
0: complex uh, long text format for or the definition having to open up a new wiki page to collaborate on the create stream statements <laughs> exactly right we don't we nobody wants that okay so you said uh i can have structs inside my structs and there is no um artificial limit imposed on how deeply those can nest and nothing nothing practical. exactly
1: not yeah. just a struct inside the struct as i mentioned any supported format map of structs Area of structs and so forth,
0: and I can I can nest as pathologically deeply as I'd like to. Exactly. Nice.
1: Depending um, on your data, of course, if you have that level of nesting, KSQL supports
0: it. It supports it, and if you actually have a lot to where you'd wonder if it's reaching a limit, that's probably just something in your life that you need to examine. But you know, we'll leave that for <laughs> for another podcast. Uh, what limitations are there currently in this this first release of the thing? So, what should we know about?
1: Right, this is the first release for supporting structs. So, there are a couple of minor things that we will be providing support for them in near future. One of them is that uh, you won't be able to create a new struct on the fly, meaning that when you say select, uh, you you have select items, you can't create a new struct. You can select, uh, let's say, if you have a address. Column as a struct, you can select address, for instance, and it's going to create a new struct.
0: Propagate a struct into a new stream in a create stream as select. Right. If, a struct, struct if it is existed, a struct,
1: yes, yeah. you can create a new struct. For instance, combining, let's say, name and last name, first name and last name, okay. and create a new struct. Got it. That is something that we are going to provide in future releases. The next limitation that we have right now is you won't be able to have struct fields in the group by uh clause and the reason is that at the moment group by clause only support field names and we don't have expressions and the access to the fields in this struct is considered as an expression uh-huh. so this won't work at the moment but again similar to the previous issue that I mentioned we will be providing the support for this in future
0: got it by, by way of providing support for expressions in group exactly
1: by. it's not going to be just a struct it's going to be any expression in future okay it, so that'll be at a- the moment You can only have column names. And there's a workaround for that. If you want to do actually a query and do an aggregation based on a field of struct, you can actually create a new stream that uh, you project that struct field in the new stream and run your aggregation on the new stream that you created.
0: Likewise, any other expression, you can do that in the projection Mm -hmm. and and group by that. So
1: So right now we do have workarounds on it, but we are working to actually make it to run in the same query instead of having two queries for it.
0: Wonderful. All right. Seems pretty solid though. And I think uh, mercifully for uh, the audience's sake, actually really simple to understand. Exactly. And I
1: strongly encourage the audience to go and check out our demos and examples on the KSQL website, in Confluent website, KSQL section. Mm -hmm. We have amazing demos and uh, examples that they use, uh, struct, maybe updated them with the latest release. And that would be a really good place to start.
0: Excellent. We'll put those links in the show notes. So folks, if you're interested in that, uh, well, let me put it this way. I encourage you to be interested in that. And if you're interested in that, go, uh, check those links out and work through some of the examples.
1: Exactly. And as a closing point, we do have a very active community. Please participate. If you have any questions, let us know from the Slack channel or raise an issue in the GitHub.
0: Excellent. Yes. And again, link to Slack and how to join that. If you don't know, uh, link will be in the show notes. Strongly encourage you to get in there. Uh, Hojat and others. Um, are uh, highly qualified people are generally hanging out in the KSQL channel. So uh, that'll be a good thing for you. My guest today has been Hojat Jafarpur. Hojat, thanks for being part of streaming audio. Thank you very much. And there you have it. I hope that was helpful to you. If you've got questions, you can ask me at at Berglund on Twitter. That's T-L-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D. Or you can leave a comment on any of our YouTube videos. Your question might be featured on the next episode of Streaming Audio. And feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel and this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And if you subscribe through iTunes, be sure to leave us a review there. That helps other people discover the podcast and just generally helps us get the word out. We appreciate your support. See you next time.